Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Payback time at Fenway. After the A's stuck it right up, the A's of your Boston Red Sox back at the start of the month. The end of April looking like it might get a little better now. Game one of three anyway taken by the Sox despite an early 4-0 ambush. They pivoted, and they did unto Oakland as that Arya chick just did unto the Night King on Game of Thrones. Oops, was that one of those so-called spoiler alerts? Sorry. A recap not of Thrones, but of Thrills right now. A 9-4 Boston win. It's here on Sox Daily. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. My head is still spinning from the other great show on HBO these days. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Game of Throats, I might watch, a documentary on the greatest baseball voices of our day. But uh, meantime, I'm all about the Bill Hader vehicle, Barry. And not a serious spoiler alert, but I will say, if you enjoyed the protracted Peter Griffin versus the chicken fight scenes on Family Guy all those years, you will love season two, episode five of Barry. I think Bill Hader is still fighting that Taekwondo doucher even as I'm taping this. But anyway, the Red Sox, as you know, have gone from totally underwhelming to at least uh, whelming. Into the Monday night game, they had been 9-9 nine and nine since the 2-8 and eight start. Added up 12-17, and 17, heading into the three-game series with the A's. Worst start since 1996. So they could have used a, a nice one Monday night, and they got one. The, the A's had come in 14-16, and 0-6 oh against Toronto somehow, but what is that, 14-10 and 10 against everybody else, including 3-1 and one against the Red Sox. Here are some embarrassing facts about the Sox that we pondered at the dawn of this series. Only three teams have fewer wins than Boston, the Orioles, the Royals, and Marlins, whose combined payrolls are $248 million. The Red Sox have a payroll of 236 all by themselves. Red Sox have won one out of nine series. One. You do have Benintendi, Betts, Martinez, Moreland, Bogarts, Chavis kind of pulling their weight here. They're all either at an 800 OPS or above. Mitch Moreland is, well, close to 800 anyway. The other Red Sox hitters have been not good. Although Devers has at least hit for average, has a good OBP, still hasn't homered. Christian Vasquez does have four home runs, but his on-base percentage is about 260. Jackie Bradley, Steve Pierce, Zhu Wei Lin, Sandy Leon, don't even ask. Bradley is the only one of that bunch with an OPS even in the 400s, and his batting average coming in Monday was 150. Pierce, four hits and 39 at-bats, etc. Going into this one, the Red Sox, uh, basically the same exact record as Cincinnati. Uh, the, the run differential, though, 46 runs worse And just to kind of top off the cocktail here, 
in their four losses on this homestand. Boston, one of 34 with runners in scoring position. No one in top 10 in doubles, home runs, or RBIs. We could go on and on. Don't really want to because there was some good news Monday night, which we'll get to momentarily. I thought Pete Abraham said it very well in the Boston Globe. He said, at some point soon, this will not be a good team playing poorly. This will just be a bad team. You know, good teams don't talk about why they should be winning games. They just win them. In other words, the world doesn't want to hear the labor pains. It just wants to see the baby, right? So uh, enough of this two steps forward, two steps back thing, like you're in a Paula Abdul video. Uh, We are coming up on the 20% mark of the season here. So in football terms, they're, they're basically... One and three to start the season. Two and two would have been acceptable. That's a a scaffold you can stand on as you build things back up. And the psychology of a two and two start in football, I think, is okay. We can go anywhere we want from here. We'll do this. But one and three kind of feels like a hole after week four, doesn't it? And, And that's kind of where the Red Sox were heading into the game Monday night. Had Eddie Rodriguez on the mound, he's been enigmatic Kind of a lefty clay buckholes, some have said, because just when you think he's got it, he doesn't really have it. His last three starts have been very good. ERA of three, whip of about 0.8. That's as good as anybody else on the team, if not better. And I like what Xander Bogarts recently said about Eddie. He said, Eddie kind of sneaks up on you. Guy likes sale. He strikes everybody out. But Eddie is quiet. Then you realize the other team doesn't have any hits. Love that. You know, the quiet assassin gets in and out like a ninja when it's going right. And Rodriguez actually had a no-hitter against his Oakland outfit back in 2016 for seven and two-thirds innings. Was broken up when Marcus Semien hit a ball off his right foot, went for an infield single. That was actually a play that, that had to go to review to even get that single. So, yeah, in a rotation that features Sale, Price, Porcello, Evaldi when he's healthy, Rodriguez has been cast as like the little brother who just trails along behind the big kids. He's never been an all-star gets sent to the bullpen for the playoffs. He hasn't won any awards or anything. As it's been said, it's been more promise than actual production. And remember, his previous start, he said he had employed a new slider grip to which he'd been introduced by noted slider-throwing expert Dustin Pedroia. So after a scoreless first at Fenway Monday night, you're thinking, okay, this is really clicking here. But then top of the second, two walks that followed 0-2 counts set up a four-run outburst from the green and gold. And the whole ballpark, understandably, is thinking, here we freaking go again. Why is Rodriguez nibbling? Why does this keep happening? It's 4-0 Oakland. But bottom of the third, the comeback. And it pretty much began with who else but Mookie Betts. And remember, from April 6th to April 17th, Mookie was a shell of himself. He had three hits total in those 11 days, only one of them for extra bases. But the last 10 games, he has been back to his elite self. So... After Mookie starts the Boston scoring with an RBI single, Xander Bogarts gets his revenge on Laureano as uh, there was a kind of a one-handed liner in the center off the bat of Bogarts, and it fools the great Laureano in center. Bogarts sails it to the garage in center. It's a 4-4 game all of a sudden, second and third one out. Bogarts, by the way, up to 16 runs batted in for the year with that. But then Devers sweeps a ground ball to the right side with the infield in. Runners have to hold it second and third. Not cool. Can the ice horse save the inning? The rookie Chavis, now bestowed with that nickname, thanks to our good friends at Barstool. Uh, he's up trying to break the 4-4 tie. He spanks the slider up the middle. Two-run single, you betcha. 6-4 Boston. All the damage, really, taking baseballs up the middle or the other way. No one trying to pull the ball and be a big hero. Very 2018. Just keep the conga line moving. 
So it's a six-run bottom of the third. It stalls when JBJ makes his second out of the inning, taking a called third strike. But still, that's twice as many runs in one inning as they had had in their previous 20 innings combined. Two Oakland errors helped, and that bad read by Laureano. But uh, mostly it was the Red Sox bats just thawing out from a Green Bay-Wisconsin's winter day. And that rally, the six-run Boston rally, began on a walk that followed an 0-2 count. That with uh, Christian Vasquez at the plate. Sox had been 0-11 for with runners in scoring position in the two-game Tampa Bay series. But in that bottom of the third Monday night, they were 4-6. for So handed six runs, the question was, can Eddie Rodriguez repay his mates with the shutdown top of the fourth inning? And yes, he breezed right through it. One, two, three, matter of fact. So you're feeling good about pretty much everything at this point. Rodriguez with a stumble in the fifth, pitch count up. Heath Hembry comes on to get that final out of the fifth inning, so no chance for an actual win for Eddie. But at least he leaves ahead in the game. And the Sox leading after five for just the eighth time this year. 29 games played. That's pretty amazing and depressing. Tack on run in the fifth, Michael Chavis, who else? Base hit. His third RBI of the night, Frankie Montas, the Oakland starter. All seven runs allowed at that point, only one of them earned. Bottom of the seventh, Bradley, RBI single after Devers had walked and stole second off the crooked-hatted Fernando Rodney for Bradley, just his fifth RBI of the year, and maybe, maybe he is now ready to get going. Bottom of the eighth, J.D. Martinez, sack fly. That scores Benintendi, so now it's a 9-4 to game, and it's left to the bullpen. The bullpen brings it on in, got a little dicey towards the end. Matt Barnes had to come on and clean up a little mess there, but it's a nice win. Back to within five games of 500 again, and after the game, Alex Cora. Big part of the field. Um, we weren't greedy, you know, um, the kid, he, he had good stuff. We saw early in the game, um, we took advantage of a mistake by them. Profar makes the error, and after that, he opened the gates, but uh, we made sure he got the that fastball up, and we start going up the middle the other way. So that was a good sign. Uh, one bad pitch for Profar, that breaking ball in 0-2. Um, just hung it and put a good swing on it. Um, he was in and out of the strike zone. Uh, not not his best, obviously, but you know, um, after that, he gave us a chance you know, to get back in the game. And, and um, you know, he, we were trying to get five. We needed to get five, but um, he did a good job um, using the fastball and getting out of that inning, and, and the bullpen did a good job. They did a good job defensively, um, turning a little play um, on the pick, uh, clearing the, his path to, to make the throw over the, the runner. Offensively, um, and, uh, put a good swing, you know, with the, in, the, in the first hit, so... We all know that, you know, he, you can see it, you know, and like the adjustments and what he's trying to do, trying to stay in the middle of uh, ballpark. So those are all good signs. Well, this, uh, Hector, 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 he's, he's ready to pitch on Wednesday. Hmm? How nice is it just to get a couple of breaks? They make a couple of mistakes, you count <laughs> we were joking. We we don't make those plays in the outfield in Oakland, I guess, huh? And, I mean, it felt that way. So, I don't know. It's just one game, you know. We're, I'm not going to get caught up and we're getting better or we will be better. It's just one day. We, we play good today. 
All right, thank you, Skipper. So as many games as the Sox have lost the last several years in Oakland, when the A's come to Boston, it's a different story. 12-33, and 33, their last 45 at Fenway. Quickly, some roster notes. Josh Smith, who was called up for a spot start that was rained out Friday, will be available out of the bullpen, we learned. Uh, Boston planning to carry 13 pitchers, 12 position players until the infielders are ready. Pedroia, Nunez, Holt, all reasonably close. And Smith might keep his roster spot for the rest of this homestand anyway. Bobby Pointer is not eligible to come back until May 4th. Travis Lakin's not until May 6th. All right, so as we flip to May now, Tuesday night, we're almost at May. Uh, Porcello against Aaron Brooks. And we've talked about Porcello with the launch angle craze turning low ball hitters into powerful home run hitters. Porcello's learned the sinker ball. The Derek Lowe thing doesn't really play anymore. So he's trying to reinvent himself here. He's getting there. He was decent last time out. Six innings, six hits allowed, five strikeouts. But overall this year, one and three, 7.43, nearly as many walks as strikeouts. That's not his thing at all. Brooks, meantime, 2-2, two two, 5.3 for Oakland. He was excellent against the Red Sox back at the start of this month. He will bookend April as far as the Sox are concerned. He went uh, six innings of two-hit shutout ball against him April 1st. Now we'll see what he does on April 30th. Game time, 7-10. You can catch the action, of course, on WEEI and the Red Sox radio network. So there you have it. The Monday edition of Sox Daily. It was a Red Sox win. Enjoy your Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. Talk to you tomorrow. Josh Lewin. Bye-bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.